Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. This is Tom Hayes in Beantown, USA, Boston, Massachusetts, home of the original Sugar Shack. We have a fantastic show on today. Let me get that music off because we got to play the Sugar Shack Jimmy Gilmer version later on. But I am shocked. I am amazed. I am blown away because today we are going to talk to Jackie Wilson's son. I can't believe that. Uh, Bobby, are you already there? Have I got Rudy? You got Rudy. (laughs) Got Rudy. Okay. Uh, I saw the uh, 702 call in, and uh, I didn't, I don't see it now. So hopefully he'll uh, call right back. How are you, Rudy? Give us the, uh, the traditional greeting. How are you? How are you, buddy? How's everything? How's Billy? No, Porter? no, Big Judy. I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> I got up. <laughs> How you kids doing? I'm doing great. We're just uh, hope. To, uh, I don't know. I think I like I said. I think I saw Bobby's uh, uh, number come up here. Uh, I hope he comes back up. I don't see a tracking of it. But I uh, hope we didn't miss him. I had a little you know, glitch I, in the, the computer. Do you have his I number? Have, I, no, I don't have his number. My daughter has it. My okay, daughter and I. My daughter and I were talking to him for about an hour. And I know. We were taking a taking a picture with him. So when we both left, I called her. I said, "What happened?" She says, I know, we didn't take a picture. <laughs> we were so we were so uh wrapped up into the conversation and everything and uh we just forgot to take a picture. Wow. Would would have been nice, but well she said she lives here, we'll get a picture because uh it'll, uh we can show the fifty year difference in father and son. Wow. Fantastic. I'm just texting uh, Susanna right now, uh, telling him uh, to call back in. So, uh, boy, I looked at some of the clips. It was amazing, the the appearance, the likeness, huh? I mean, you must have felt bizarre 50 years later looking at the same face. Yeah, it was unbelievable. In fact, uh, I told him, you want a surprise? Look up oh. uh, on my Facebook. And right away, me and his father popped up. <laughs> That's amazing. Just incredible. Yeah. Well, Billy uh, Porter's joined us. Uh, Billy's been away for a little bit. Billy, how are you, buddy? What's going on, guys? How we, are uh, Billy, we haven't heard from you for a while. How's everything going in your part of town? Uh, I'm okay, staying busy, you know. Um, I, I actually uh, leave in the morning. I fly out to Vegas. I'll be flying into Vegas in the morning. I'm shooting a, a film um, out in Vegas and in Fresno, California. I leave in the morning. So I'll be in your neck of the woods tomorrow, Rudy. I might come in over there at, uh, what is that, Charlie's? Arizona Mem- Charlie's. <laughs> Arizona Charlie's. I don't know. I might have to go in there and uh, throw a few craps. But I'll be in there tomorrow. I'm going to be in there till Tuesday. Where, you know, we're doing a press now and doing some. Uh, I'm shooting an independent film with some friends. And uh, yeah, just staying busy and uh, following you guys. How's everybody doing? I mean, yeah. I heard we have. Yeah, you uh, liked our show last week. 
Yeah, we got, I hope that yeah. uh, Bobby Wilson, I hope I didn't miss him. I just put an, um, a text out to Susanna to give him a call, let him know that uh, we are here, and maybe she'll send me his number. And, uh, oh, my God, so give cool, him a call. dude. Right, I just. Not, I know. Think of that. Yeah, now, Rudy met like with him. Like, oh, I've seen that. I've been following the pictures and the whole journey, and I'm, oh my God, what a blessing! The kid looks just like his father. He sounds like him and everything. I, know, I huh? goes, oh my God, look at them. <gasps> God bless him. Yeah, what a cool story. He's a Navy veteran too. I mean, he'll tell a story. He's an amazing pal. I did a little research on him. But um, you guys, yeah, Sugar Shack man, you guys got more stories than Walt Disney. I'm a fan. I love listening, and um, hope we get some good callers in today. You know. Sugar Shack Radio. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I just pulled up, maybe this is a good thing. Uh, I just pulled up a review of him with uh, Bruno Mars' dad. And so yeah. I'm going to play that. And you can, the audience can hear firsthand how much he does emulate his dad and uh, the energy this guy's got. It's just, you know, I looked at it. Did you see, I mean, watching him on that talk show that you saw, but, I mean, when you actually see him performing, I mean, it just brings back such a smile. Rudy, have you seen him? any videos of him performing? No. Uh, no oh, my God. No. It, it's fabulous. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, so, he looks, uh, you can't beat the look and everything. Uh, it's right in the face. He wears his hair in a pompadour, but if he moves, <laughs> If he if he called her like Jackie, you would think Jackie was born again. I wow. know, I know. So wow. let's listen to a little of his music on this review. I hope it comes okay. Sometimes we have trouble with live uh, recordings, but let's see what we get here. This will give us an idea. So with that, before I put the breakdown on you, <laughs> I'd like to take you back and bring back the memory of my dad, the late great... Mr. Jackie
who was a regular at the Sugar Shack, and I'm sure he saw your dad. We are so honored to have you on board. Uh, welcome. Wow. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. We just played. Uh, we just played that YouTube bit with you and Peter, uh, um, uh, Bruno Mars' father. And uh, right. and just great stuff. Uh, we're all impressed by the the way that you can em- emulate your dad's voice. And and uh, so I'm going to let you talk a little bit. I'm going to shut up, and then we got to hear from Lovelace. I hope he can hang around because we've been looking oh, for this yeah. cat for yep, a while. Oh yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I got. Go I want to. I want. I after he's finished, I want to tell him a few things about his dad. That was so. That's so. <laughs> you know, positive. You know. Well, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, the, the, yeah, the first thing is I I don't try to um, emulate my father's voice. I just I try to sing my voice the best way I can, and and um, my father comes out most of the time. But um, I I don't I personally never thought I sound anything like my father. So um, that's amazing but, um, because it's so spot on, especially in that recording. Right. Yeah, it's just I'm just singing as Bobby. Uh, Doing the best Bobby I can do, and of course I'm honoring my dad by doing this music, of course. But uh, no, I um, I would never try to emulate his voice. He had uh, yeah. the best voice that was it's ever. Your DNA. Yeah, DNA. ever done in, 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 in his, his, the best voice ever done in the, in the history of, of music. So to try to, to try to emulate a copy of his voice is almost impossible, virtually impossible. But I thank you, I thank you, and I'm glad you guys enjoyed the video. Uh, um, yeah, Bruno's uh, father, and uh, Bruce, uh, Peter Hernandez, is the one that actually discovered me in a karaoke bar in Hawaii, and uh, got wow. me to join his to join his duet group called the Love Notes, and that was the beginning. Wow! Me. And and uh, I owe a lot to Pete getting me in the business because once I got grounded in the business, then uh, you can't get me off stage. I'm the last stage hope. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I know that feeling. I know yeah. that feeling. Yes. And I didn't even know I had it in me. You know, I really didn't. Um, I was uh, I was in the Navy, and I was, uh, uh, in, you know, electronically engineered trained. That's what I did for 10 years in the military. And had I not passed kidney stones, I would have never got out. I would have stayed in. I would have never became a singer. <clears throat> That wasn't uh, in my cards. My, my cards was to retire at 30 years in the military. You know, that was my goal. And, wow. Uh, and, and it didn't happen. I, I passed a few kidney stones, found myself on a medical discharge, and I was uh, kind of depressed about it and was hanging out in the karaoke bars with my Navy buddies when I met uh, Peter Hernandez, you know. So, uh, and it's like I felt like it was kind of an accident how I got into the music business. And, but wow. I know it was the I, I know it was the grace of God. You know, it was all, all the grace of God. Well, do you really think it's an accident now? <laughs> I, no, I don't. Well, it, it's meant to be. I, no, it's like you're calling. Uh, it, 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 uh, it resembles almost my life, the same, Bobby. You know, it's like uh, I'm a veteran myself. I did some time in the military. And I got into acting late in life. And it was just, it sort of resembles the same story. Uh, amazing, though. Uh, just so wow. cool to hear your stories there. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. That's uh, it, yeah, Mr. Lovelace, I had to put you on uh, mute. There was a little background noise on your thing, but you want to jump in here and say something to Bobby about the yeah. great story of his? 
Yeah, because I go way back with Jackie Wilson, man, and God yeah. damn, I must have been about twelve, thirteen years old, you know. And wow. uh, I think he, uh, yeah, I he took Clyde McFadder's place, you know, in the Dominoes, you know. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yep. And um, so I mean, I was, you know, he said they came to them little clubs in Roxbury. They wasn't making no money and shit. I think the dance hall to get in only cost about a dollar and a quarter. This is back in the early fifties, you know. Right, yeah. Right. yeah, so I go way, way back uh, with your dad, you know, um, seen him in New York, seen him here, seen him there, hung out with him through the years, got a nice picture of him and I in the Sugar Shack back in the early 70s, you know, wow. so I've always been a great fan of uh, uh, of Jackie Wilson and uh, uh, Michael Jackson, Bruno Mars, and everybody yeah. that, that that in the world that's doing that dancing shit, uh, uh, they owe it all to Jackie because Jackie was the man, Mister Excitement. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yes, right. And you know that's where all those kids, you know, uh, uh, got it from. Uh, uh, got it from Jackie Wilson because he was the master, master, master. God bless his soul. Yes, wow. he was. Yes, uh, Michael Jackson acknowledged um, Jackie uh, quite a bit uh, when, when he received those seven awards for his Thriller album. Yeah. Uh, it actually was the same time that my father passed away. Uh, it's the same day, I believe, that that, that he passed away. Michael uh, won those six Grammys, and he dedicated them all to, to Jackie Wilson and, and thanked him for everything yeah, he's did- done in the music business. Did you just mention that uh, you was in uh, singing group? What, what did you say the name? Love Notes. The Love Notes. Yeah, they were from Brooklyn, New York, and uh, yeah, well, they had the original Love Notes from Roxbury, Massachusetts. Yeah, I heard there was another Love Notes called. Yeah, the, yeah, the Love Rock Notes. Uh, uh, I tell you, their song because I grew up with them. We're all from the same hood in the Berry. Um, uh, Wallace Rose, Ebby. Anderson, Teddy Santos. The first record was uh, Surrender, and the flip side, Get On My Train, 1952 or 3. Oh, wow. Yep, Boston's wow. own love notes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's this awesome. was back in the good old days when it was rhythm and blues before <laughs> rock and roll was ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm 76 years old, you know, and I'm old school from yeah, Rock I've seen, your pictures. I've seen your pictures, Lovelace. You are still 76 years young. You handsome dude. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Lovelace. Wow. Yeah. Bobby, well, well how is Louie and Jerry something. and everybody? Yeah, yeah. Well, we gotta uh, we gotta get you together. We yeah. gotta get you on film, my friend. Uh, Bobby, Absolutely. there's some amazing. Yeah, Bobby, this is a, an amazing thing. We're so honored again to have you here because your father and Rudy, um, you know, used to, you guys had a great meeting the other day, talked for a couple of hours. Yeah, great. And, you know, Rudy has, for, since we started this podcast about a little over a year ago, Rudy's been always talking about the fact that he had to stay up all night with Jackie, with your father, and, and hang out. But you know something I want yeah, you to yeah, talk about? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he told me. He told me, they, they, he told me they just hung up all night long. Yeah, Jackie uh, could hang, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
so so this is a such an exciting show. Do you um but to explain, see the rumors we heard is that your dad had and we got this all second hand through some of the podcasts we've done, that he took a stroke and that uh, we thought that he had died a lot earlier than what you're no. talking about, no? What no, happened? No. He had the, he had the stroke when he was at the Latin Casino. Uh, performing on the Dick Clark's Oldies Revival Show in September the 25th of 1975. When he had that stroke or heart attack, we're not really sure, uh, he fell and cracked the back of his head, which led him to bleed to death, and he laid on a gurney for several hours before he was taken care of and revived because he basically had passed away. So when they revived him, um, uh, he was in a coma for three months. Then he, when he came wow. out of the coma, all he could do was basically blink his eyes, you know, for the, for the, wow. the, the next eight years. And he died of pneumonia. Tragic. In January oh, wow. 1984. Wow. Tragic. So, yeah, yeah, his quality of life. Yeah, so he and, uh, stayed alive until 84? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he didn't pass away until January 20th, 1984. January twenty first. Wow. And and you and you guys never got a chance to meet. No, um, I was in the Navy. Um, actually, my first born that just came into the world February the twenty seventh, and uh, a month after he passed, I was out uh, on a ship. Uh, we were fighting Muammar Gaddafi, to be honest. At that time, the first time that he challenged the United States, uh, the Gulf of Citra. So I was in the middle of that war. Um, and so, no, I had no clue, you know, at that time. Wow, wow, wow. wow. So, thank I, and, you, thank I you, mean, thank you know, there's too many, you know, we talk about on the show, this, we, we, we use the word miracle, and, and I think it's justified because uh, I've been talking about doing this for 40 years, doing a film about the, the uh, Sugar Shack, and it just kind of happened to be Billy and I and, Everybody got together one day, and it's been a fantastic year. We've uh, we've come along. We want to get you interviewed um, and put on the film, um, and and, yes, and it's just it. everything. Just every once in a while, we get a little excited. We get a little nervous. We want to move things along a little faster. And we have to remember that it just kind of all happened the same way it did for you. I mean, you got those kidney stones. Nice. And, uh, you know, you get to look at that as a plain, painful thing, but also as a blessing because it took you it, to, it was a you know. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, living, wasn't living your joy. I mean, yeah, uh, I can see it you know, See I, it when I can hear it in your voice. You, uh, you're just having a blast. Oh, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. And the thing about it is when I was going through all of that, I didn't recognize that I was going through a life change because during that time I also was, you know, I, I, I got uh, discharged out of the military, which I didn't want to, and I was going through a divorce at the same time, and my son was wow. taken away from me, you know, not, not taken away from me, but my ex-wife, you know, took my son and left. And so I was going through a, a depression, and I was like, at the time, I said, God gave me a house and, uh, you know, three cars and wife and a child, and all of a sudden, and a, and a great job, and all of a sudden, with a, a wave of his hand, all of it was gone in a matter of 30 to 60 days. Wow. I, I wow. found myself sitting in the barracks, sitting, sitting like, you know, sitting wondering like, what's going on. You know, why has my life changed so drastically? And um, and it, I was basically pushed out of the military and pushed into music. And when I, I never forget the day 
the day I sung that, uh, the song that, uh, the guy who was hosting the karaoke bar was a guy named Pico Payne. Pico Payne was an original member of the Ink Spots. And uh, this guy, <laughs> I got to tell you, this is how off, off the rockets was. I'm sitting there with my Navy buddies, and this guy with a black tuxedo on, black bow tie, comes up and says, hey, young man, do you sing? And we're looking at this guy like, uh, you know, this is a karaoke bar, and he's dressed like he's on stage doing a big, you know, show. And we looked at him like he was kind of, you know, maybe this guy's this old guy's kind of nuts. You know, and, but when he started singing, he did three or four numbers of of the ink spots, and his voice was like gold. And we was like, wow. And so he came back to us and said, young man, are you going to sing a song? And I said, oh, I don't sing. He goes, everybody has a song. And, and he says, pick out a song in the book, you know, and sing. And at that time, you didn't have to stand up on the stage. You just, you just sing at your table. So he came and put a microphone at our table, and all the guys looked at me like, well, you sing all day, so you don't want to sing. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. I don't sing all day. They goes, man, you're always singing. You're always singing. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they said, you're always singing at work. You're always singing about when you're by yourself. I'm like, I do? They said, yeah, you're always singing. So, you you know, you sing. And I was like, I, I, didn't, I guess I didn't realize I sing a lot, you know, when I was working in my workspace. So I picked out my girl, and i never forget, when I started singing that song, it felt like the world, the room was spinning because people started like, who is this guy? Who's, where's this voice come from? And they started turning around and looking, and, my, and the Navy buddies started laughing like, this guy sucks, and these people like it. And after I finished the song, you know, after I finished the song, Peter Hernandez walked up to me and said, hey, my name is Peter Hernandez. Yeah, I the love notes, and blah, blah, blah. And we're looking at wow. this guy like, okay, why is this guy asking me to be a part of his group? You know, <laughs> and so because we thought he was crazy. You know, cause I'm, I'm in my, I'm still in my Navy. I was a military police at the time, so I'm still sitting in there with my, with my gun on my side, and and my my fatigues, uh, just you know, just with, with, with my other military police guys, just sitting there waiting. You know, when when uh, Pete walked up, so it was kind wow. of funny. Just got man, I like your voice. You know, I like your voice. Huh. So that's the way it so, is. So that's the way it, that's yeah, what happens. And, and, and then I, I, I said, okay, God, I'm going to trust you and walk through this door. Because when he offered me a job, I was like, is this, is this a real job? And he goes, yeah, the show's seven nights a week. And as long as you can do an hour and a half every night, I'm good. Wow. You're good with me. And he didn't tell me that he was going to pay me. So when I got my first check, I thought it was a mistake. I thought it was too much money. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it doubled my uh, military pay for two weeks, you know. So I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this guy oh, made a mistake, man. and I was That's thinking, awesome. I'm not gonna pay this. I can't afford to pay this money back. Let me give him this check right now. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> I told Peter, I told Peter this story too. And Peter, you know, he yelled at me. He goes. So I said, hey, Peter, about this check. And he goes, I can't pay you what I pay the rest of the fellas. You either live with it or you can't be on the group. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's awesome. It's true, man. So I took that check. Very cool. I, I, I did not cash that check for four weeks, man. It was the funniest wow. thing. I didn't cash that check so for cool. four weeks. I carried that check in my pocket, pocket for four weeks. I hear weeks. you, buddy. Because right. I couldn't oh, believe man. I was making 
that kind of money singing oohs and ahs and doo wops and shit. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a major bust in my butt, you know. Yeah. And a major bust in my butt, sleeping Absolutely. on top of, of top of missiles. I get it. I, I get it, buddy. Twenty-two hours days, you, you know. Yeah. Yes. Hey, Lovelace, you got something to throw in here? <laughs> yeah, on, I'm just listening to you guys, and uh, <laughs> I just got the message the other day from Rudy's daughter, Susanna, and she left me uh, this number here, you know. And uh, so I was just calling in, and and then she um, she left me uh, Rudy left me Jerry Maffeo's number, and uh, see I go back with Rudy and Sticker his brother the real wow. name is Hugo, uh, you yeah. know our mothers was in the hospital together, so we go way back when I was a crazy young wild good looking oh, handsome yeah. Sunny Lovelace kid you know yeah <laughs> <The> Lovelace. <laughs> Uh, but it was just Sonny, so I, nice I, calling in, you know. So are, when are you, you gonna guys gonna off? do this documentary? You later? What'd you yeah. say? The documentary. We're working on it. We got a few more people to to get on board, but we, yeah. we're gonna set. We're gonna. I got your number now, so I'm gonna get to you, and we're gonna okay. do this. All, All right. right. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna let you go, and then we're gonna pick it up with Bobby again. Okay. Listen. Now, God bless. Thank you very much. Well, well, everybody, well, thank you so much, man. Okay, peace, love, bye bye. Peace. You got it. You got it. <laughs> it's a wild cat. Um, awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he's the real deal. Rudy got. He'll have some stories about that. You know, this is. You know, I do. I do a um, another podcast. Just uh, the name of my podcast is Upbeat because we like to keep it upbeat. And you know, I, I, I just I'm speechless hearing your story because, but it isn't because it's happened to me, it's happened to many others. You 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 think you're going down a path that you choose, yeah. and all of a sudden your life turns upside down, backwards, forwards, flips, and there you are, yeah, yeah. taken on a totally yep. different yep. path that you had. No idea would happen, and this is what we try to realize, the magic. I mean, hearing stories like this, uh, Bobby, um, it's just, I I know, I mean, now you listen to this, Billy, every time you start to panic. Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) So, Bobby, Bobby, I heard that you want to write a book, and you should, and heck, if I wasn't busy with all the other things, I'd jump right on this book because... You know, this whole Sugar Shack thing is just this well of creativity that's going to turn into books and kind of movies. And Rudy and I are starting right. to work on a song book. <clears throat> Rudy, uh, we met him a year ago, and he tells us, you know, he was having he was having a nice life, but right now he's going to live another hundred years. Cause, right, yeah, Rudy? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, it, was, it was great meeting uh, Rudy the other day. Uh, here in Las Vegas, and it means his wonderful daughter and son-in-law, and his granddaughter. You know, and um, no, I, you know, I I'd love to be a part of it, and just let me know. Yeah, I'm the book. Um, I'm I'm sort of writing an autobiography about you know how I got started in the music business, my challenges as a young kid, and um, you know, um, going through the foster care program, um, uh, and 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 uh, you know, surviving that, and um, and then. Eventually meeting my mom and finding out who my dad is. You know, a lot of this, you know, a lot of it 
find out who my dad was, it came from Bruno's dad, Pete, uh, hiring me on the love notes. Had I not got involved in music, I don't think I would have ever found out, you know. Uh, and and, and here's, the, here's the kicker. Growing up, um, I wanted to know who my mother was, but I never, ever thought about who my father was. And, uh, and I don't know why I, I never thought about wow. it. I just... I just only wanted. I used to. I used to. Uh, what's the word? I used to visualize who my mother would be. And you, here's and here's the other funny thing. I used to think my mother would. You know, I'm in this foster home, so I would think my mom, mom's gonna drive up one day in this super long, uh, caddy, uh, limo, and say, "Oh, my baby, I want my baby back." That was one of my dreams as a kid. You know, that my mom would just come and, and pick me up and take me back because for some reason. I thought my mom was a superstar. <laughs> wow. And, and it was the opposite. And I never, ever thought about who my father was. I always considered God as my father. And so I never worried about who my dad was. My, I wanted to meet my mom, and that God was my father, and that was it for me. And, and, uh, and then, you know, like I said, I went, joined the military, and then and, and after, after the military, then my whole world was revealed to me. And thanks, thanks to that fatal meeting of the, you know, hanging out in the karaoke bar, you know, and, and meeting Peter. Um, and ever since then, it's been a ball, man. I mean, I'm, I'm living my dream. <laughs> well, you know, I guess you were right you know? about who your father was. <laughs> it was God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, well, he was, you know, he is, you know, because he's always, you know, my mom who raised us in the foster home, God bless Anna Davis. She always said. Um, it's not your fault you're here. It's not. It's, it's not your fault for the way life came out. This is what the cards that God gave you. Create, you know. Make sure that you acknowledge God, and God will take you everywhere you want to go and what you want to do. And and that was in, in, embedded in me as a kid. So growing up, when things got tough, and I didn't have an uncle or aunt or a niece or a nephew or anybody to call, uh, I don't know what it's like to call dad and say, Hey, dad. Can you lend me some money or, or can you buy me a car or get me a house? I don't know what it's like to call my mom and say, hey, mom, I need to lean on you. It wasn't like that. My mom taught us to lean on ourselves and God only. And so that's how I grew up. So uh, um, I, I basically taught my boys, I have two sons now, the same thing, that I'm not going to, my mom used to always preach, I'm not going to be here always. I'm going to be gone. I'm going to join God and you're going to be on your own. You don't depend on nobody but God, nobody else but God. I don't care what people promise you, that's who you depend on. And that's who I depend on to this day, you know, that's what leads me. And that, and uh, so the, it was a blessing to find out who my father is and to be a part of his legacy and to stand on his shoulders and, and to continue his music is one of my one of my many missions uh, uh, is to keep my father's music alive. And, and doing that, my music has been brought alive and also – to honor, you know, uh, people of challenge, you know, children of challenge, you know, who, who grew up uh, not with two parents or not with, you know, knowing who their parents were. I, I'm always uh, looking forward to working with the children, and I seem to have a strong connection with kids. So um, I do as much charity work that, that, that is allowed or permitted that, that I can do to give back because I've been given so many wonderful blessings in this music business. Uh, and not only that, in health and and in wealth. So I'm very, I'm very, very overjoyed and blessed. 
<laughs> he would say so. I, I'm just uh, wow. hey, Rudy. Of all, yeah. uh, of, you know, we've had each week. This just gets more and more incredible, doesn't it, Rudy? How these uh, shows uh, just take on an amazing, amazing energy of their own. Go ahead, Rudy. Tom and Bobby and uh, Billy. Let me say this: I'm proud yeah. that my efforts produced this show through the love of soul music and uh, all the acts that we booked there. And I'm enjoying myself just listening to you guys. This this is the first two cents I put in since uh, you guys have been talking about a, <laughs> at least a half hour. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I know I'm talking a little bit much, but I'm just, yeah, Bobby, I, you know, we have had some amazing cats on this show. I mean, we've had, you know, George Clinton came yeah. in and rocked the joint and, and, uh, oh, you know, we've wow. had Duke from, you know, the Tavares, we've had new birth. We've had Eddie Levert and, uh, you know, and I got to tell you, yeah. nobody, you take, you don't take a backseat to anybody with this amazing, no. Amazing. amazing, amazing, amazing story, amazing. my friend. <laughs> Thank you. you no, know, you got to uh, you got to get yeah. yourself a TED talk, my friend, and uh, yes. this has got to be yes. shared with the world. You, you, uh, I'm speechless. You are. I'm, yeah. I'm a motivational speaker myself, and uh, everything that you say yeah, is yeah. what I preach. <laughs> right, Billy? Oh, oh that's awesome. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, this guy, I'm telling you, I love Tom. He motivates me too. When I have my down and out, I have mine. And I'm, I'm a depressed veteran. Oh shit! But Tom calls me. He's like, "What's wrong with you?" I love that guy, man. God bless you. Oh, the stories awesome. are amazing. Yes, I'm sitting back like, "Wow." So, <laughs> so Bobby, you. That's, uh, that's one of my. You know goals. the whole thing. If you were to, if you were to give if you were to give the audience right now, <clears throat> in a couple of sentences, how they should live. I mean, if they want to be joyous and happy and find their path the way you did, what would your advice be? What would you say to people about this precious gift that we're given? Yeah. I think that the, the most, the, 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 the only thing I think I could give them is, is, is to, to be grounded to have a ground. My ground is in God. That's one. Two, live like a five-year-old. Dream like you can't dream no longer. Obtain, you can, by the grace of God, you can obtain anything in this world that you want. You can do anything in this world that you want, long as you know what you want to do, and you ask for it, and it comes to you. So, uh, if you can act and think like a five-year-old, you can do anything you want because a five-year-old's imagination is unlimited. And that's where I, I learned. When we, we when we become adults, we we tend to put ourselves in a box in the block, and we tend oh I can't do that oh I can't go that way, but if you reverse that and and sit and look at life as an oyster, you can do anything, go anywhere, produce anything, sing anything. I mean I'm I'm an older guy, and I you know and um uh, you know most of the, the the singers get recorded at 19, 17, 18 years old. Here's I I turn you know thirty plus <laughs> and I get I, I get my first recording in you know as an adult and I, I saw four songs to go to the top ten on the radio for me unheard of amazing awesome that's unheard so cool. of <laughs> so, I'm gonna give you a standing ovation 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. And anytime I give a standing ovation, it's a half a standing ovation because I only have one leg. But I, this is what you just said was so succinct and powerful. I mean, that's powerful, powerful. stuff, Bobby. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 the it's the it's back to the basics, you know. Affirm uh, to me, and in a way, affirm belief in God and that through God all things exist. Through God all things are possible. And once you can learn to think that that all things are possible, there is no such thing as knows and I can't and I can't that that no longer exists in your world. Then then the world becomes an oyster. You know, to, today right. I might clown my therapist. Tomorrow I might write a song. The next day I might write a book. The next day I think I want to change jobs. I think I want to start my own business. Whatever that that seed that's planted inside of you, because it's already inside of you. Most people don't know it. They all they always running around looking for something in the world when it's already inside of you. If you just stop, shut up, pray, and just imagine, it'll all come out. And you know where you are. When I say shut yeah. up, that means that means stop running around telling everybody how terrible your life is, and talk to yourself. Talk to God. Listen to yourself, and ask yourself, what makes me happy? And, and you know, it's funny when I was sitting at that table, and those guys were saying, "Bobby, you sing all the time." I'm like, "No, I don't." They go, "Fool, we always tell you to shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on. And so I, I'm in, the, you know, in the, in the Navy, I'm like, right. I tuned them out. I tuned those guys. Yeah, I tuned them out that I never paid attention that they were telling me to shut up all the time. Yeah. Oh. You know? and, and so I didn't realize that I love singing. It, it was right that. in front of me. Right wow. in front of me. Right and I didn't even you. see it. But I, do, I will tell you one thing uh, that I did. I had an epiphany. Uh, one night, I was on the on the love notes. I was singing, doo-wopping and with uh, the group, and tears. I started talking to myself or talking to God, and I said, "Wow, how did I get here?" And because uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, "How did I get here?" Because I was on the sh- back of a ship. What I would do at the end of my day after I finished work, and I would go to the, the fantail, they call it the fantail of the ship. I look at the sea, and I pretended that the sea was an ocean of people, and I would sing to the ocean of people. So I guess I wanted to sing. And I remember asking God, I said, you said if I ask for it, you give it to me. I want to sing for a living. And at the time, that was an impossible scenario. I had just reenlisted because of my... MOS in the Navy, they gave me $30,000 reenlistment. I just bought a new house. I just bought $15,000 worth of this and that, furniture and all that crap. And my contract was another six years. So at the time I prayed that prayer, it was impossible for me to be out of the Navy or to get out of the Navy. And I, I remember on the back of that fantail, I said, God, you said if we asked for it, you would give it to us. And I'm sincerely asking, I want to sing and make a decent living as a as a performer. And I forgot about it, and I kept singing to the seas. And uh, and then, lo and behold, maybe six months, eight months later, I started suffering kidney stones, and the, these kidney stones took me out. I mean, I was, I was in the hospital, you know, and I was like, why am I in this pain? Why am I in this pain? Kidney stones. <laughs> For real? It was tremendous pain. I, eight stones. 
passed eight stones before they said, okay, you're out of the Navy. And I'm like, out of the Navy? I remember. What do you mean I'm out of the Navy? What the <laughs> yeah, it's <exactly. laughs> and, and, and never forget the lieutenant. The lieutenant says, you can't be in the Navy with kidney stones. You know, we can't let have you out on the ship and you pass a stone and then you die and it's on us. No, no, no. You're out. And they, 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 they process me and discharge me and I'm sitting and there. Is. And, and at is. the same That's time enough. at the same yeah, at the same time I was going through a divorce and I went through that. It wasn't it wasn't pretty. And I was like, What the heck is going on? <laughs> but at the moment <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, so I, right? I wasn't. I didn't know I what was going that. on. I was depressed. I mean, I was overweight when I joined the Navy. I was one twenty-five, soaking wet. When I got out, I was two forty. You know. Wow. And and, yeah. and so I I uh, and I so I didn't know what was going on. And it wasn't until I was singing. Uh, I was I was I remember thinking this is great. I was singing do I do I and, and and it was in the middle of the show and my mind drifted and I was going this is great. And then tears started coming down my eyes, and I was, and, and my mind was saying, "How did I get here?" And I heard a voice said, "You asked for it." Wow. <laughs> it, I heard it as clear as we're talking. Be careful what you ask for; you just might get it. Yeah, you said you asked for it. Yeah, and so you got to be careful for what you ask for, because you will get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just took the words right out of my mouth. But Bobby, it really goes down to what you see. I'm see everything I hear. You know, Billy's gonna hate me because I'm gonna beat him up after the show and say, "See, see, I told you, I told you. All we have to do is relax." Look, I fly in the morning. I'm out, man. I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> All we gotta do is relax. But you know, you said some important things, and you know, I'm gonna turn this into a little bit of a motivational show because there's such you have brought out such important, deep lessons. Yeah. And you really. said the seeds there. You didn't even know yeah. it, but the seed was planted, and you just let it. It was going to come out one. You were bringing it out every day, and it was going to come out. And that opportunity, you know, I'm sorry, but that was not an accident. It was not an accident that the no, oh, no, I guy I was in. Yeah. That was and, not an accident, Bobby. Yeah, 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 you're right. And, and you know, I, here's the sad thing. People live their life every day, and they don't realize the seeds are inside of them. God is in you, and you got to, all you got to do is tap into that and say, what is it that I like? Me, yeah. and, my, me and my fiance, but I'm, I'm about to marry the most beautiful girl in the world and smartest too, but um, we, we, we ask ourselves constantly, what is it that I really enjoy doing? What is it that makes me the most happy? And most people don't right. know. Right. They don't True. know because they don't take True. time. They got kids yeah. in the way. They got children in the way, mothers yeah. in the way. They got sickness. Life gets in the way. Life gets in the way. Life gets in the way. Depression. Depression. A lot of things get in the way. And the reason reason why it gets in the way is because the enemy, and when I say the enemy, just go along with me, the enemy doesn't want you to know that God is inside of you. He doesn't want you to know that you already have the answers. He does not want you to know that you can be anything you want to be. You can be as rich as you want or poor as you want. It is up to you. It is your choice. And the enemy doesn't want you to know that. The enemy wants you to die. They want to steal you. They want to kill you. 
and take everything from your life from you, keep you in a deep, dark pit. And the truth is God is inside of you. you the light is inside of you. Everything that makes you successful is already there. It is up to you to ask the question and to dig it out. And that's the work because nothing yes. is easy. That's the work. You got to yes. dig it out. And once you dig it out, you're going to thank God for it. You're going to thank your God, whatever your God is, for it. Because then once you realize that you love painting cars or you love traveling the world or you love uh, helping people or, or, or you love being a doctor or a lawyer, you're going to find out that's your passion in life. And you're going to thank God, how did I miss this? Well, you never ask. You never ask. And, and, the, and, the, and the universal law is you don't ask for it, you don't get it. If you, it. Say, I'm, if you say, I will never be a great blah, 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 that's what happens. And it, people don't realize that their words make their world. Their words do hurt. When, they, when I was a kid and they said sticks and stones can break my bones, the words will never hurt me, that is a lie. Sticks and stones will break your bones. But words will hurt you worse because I can tell you right now something that will lift you up, and at the same time, I can tell you something that will tear you down and make you jump off a bridge. Words Damn. will hurt you. I want to jump off a bridge. Words, words will hurt you. You got to select what you want to hear and what you don't want to hear. You got to you got to tell yourself what you want inside of you, and 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 filter out those things that you don't. In my vocabulary. I can't, doesn't, uh, doesn't live in my world. I can't do this, I can't do that, does not live in my world. I cannot allow it to live in my world because once the first I can't live survives, then the next one comes in and survives, and then the maybe survives, and then the maybe not survives. No, I can't allow any of those to survive. I can, I will, and I do all survive for me. And, and, and it's a lesson that took over time, over, le- you know, over life. It takes time. To, to, to recognize, and some people get it before others, and you, and you find people yeah. being very successful in their life, and they don't share how they got successful. They found the key. They, the key is, I can do anything as long as I believe I can. And, and uh. of, of course, and, 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 that's, and that's what it is for me. So people ask, Pete, um, I get interviewed quite a bit, especially with the song that's going uh, crazy over in the UK. I have a I can't love you anymore, and lonely teardrops. Uh, my dad's cover is going crazy in the UK right now, and the interviewers asked me, "How come you're not bitter like most people who grew up in your kind of world?" And, and I said, uh, "Because I don't live in my past. That's one, and two, I'm always looking forward to tomorrow because because it's bringing me such great blessings." And and go. he goes, "Wow." <laughs> So uh, I, don't take, I don't mean I don't mean to take over the whole conversation. No, but, no, you know, no, don't stop. No. Got, we got a, this is right the beginning it. of the book. Billy, I just want to talk I, to Billy. Billy, am I hearing my own words echoing today? Yeah, big time. For real. Very much. You know, uh, much. Bobby, yeah. I mean, talk Very about testifying, man. I'm just looking in the mirror. I'm yeah. listening to a mirror image of everything that I preach and believe. And I get, you know, uh, you know, we, I guess we, we share. Somebody gave me one of these personality tests recently, and I came out that I'm an idealist. And I get, uh, like you, I 
I think one of the biggest uh, things that I that upsets me the most is to see people going through life asleep, not awake, not finding out what that gift is inside, going blind, complaining every right. day, doing what, the, putting themselves in misery every day, and, and allowing right. the enemy to do to hypnotize them into thinking that this is this is the life they they're subject to live when. If there was an explosion, people reached inside and just, you know, what you said, just shutting up. Shut up. <laughs> Listen. Right. That voice, I've heard that voice, I can't tell you how many times that voice has come to me and shifted my life in directions. This phone call, this conversation today is a series of events that nobody on this phone, Rudy included and, and Billy, myself, couldn't explain exactly how this all happened, but it does happen. And, um, yeah, right. you know, so this is, this is, and now I'd just like you to talk about what, what became a big epiphany for me. You see, I, I, I do did and do all of the things you said, but I also went through a point where everything was taken. Everything was taken. Oh. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that never happened to me. And I, and I had a long string, Bobby. And, um, and it shook me, and I had to get to the point where the most important thing for me to learn was to let go and surrender and trust. You want to talk about that a little bit? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's a lesson that I've learned, uh, uh, and it was a hard lesson for me because I, I did live in the past, and I did hold on to things uh, unbeknownst to myself that I was holding on to the negative things in my past and that, that wasn't doing me no good for my future. It was destroying my future. And, and uh, luckily um, I, I, I had a partner or uh, somebody to point it out and show me what I was, you know, doing to myself. And I was able to take it to God, you know, again, take it to God and ask him to work on me because I didn't know how to work on myself. And, uh, and I, I, and so, in in doing that, I had to practice, you know, I had to practice I am good, I deserve the best, and whatever I was going through was happening for a reason. I wasn't going to question it no more. I stopped questioning it. And and, and let me go back. When when the love note situation came up, I thought, you know, and, and, and P, Peter asked me to join the love note, I thought this guy was out of his mind. I thought he didn't know what he was doing. You know, and, 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 now, now you sit. I'm sitting there with seven guys. All of us are overweight because we're in the navy. We're drinking like fish. We're eating like you know, like whores. And you know, because we, 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 I mean, I, I would eat two porterhouse steaks and and two lobsters and still be hungry. And so, and so I was. I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I, my mind at, at that time was in, in a total different hole of life. And and by going through this metamorphosis of of changing the way I think, and I had a lot of help. I had the Bible. I had Deepak Chopra. I had friends and family mentors that did come in and help me at different times. You know, to, to you know, said you got to not live in your past. You got to let the past go. What happened? What the way you lived yesterday? Or say I made a whole bunch of money and I, I was on the top of the world, and then today, that day, those seven, eight years, ten years that I was living in basically in poverty, that that was my life. And I had to accept it. But the big thing was, once I accepted and let go of the past, then my future opened up. My future was an yeah. unwritten script. 
It was an unwritten right. script, meaning I could write my own script on what the rest of my life was going to be like. And I had doomed and gloomed myself when I fell into the pit of despair because I lost everything. And I'm like, and, and I was living like, wait a minute, I used to drive this kind of car and live in this kind of house and had this kind of that and this. And, and, and now I have nothing. And I was saying, oh, my life is going to be like this for the rest of my life. And I was really in the pit of despair. And, and it, it was, uh, thank, thank God that he sent all the angels along the way to bless me, to, to change my thinking, because that's what changed my life. When I changed my thinking, and I reversed my thinking and said, wait a minute. God told me he can give me seven times what I lost. Whatever I lost, he would give it me that seven times more. So as long as I just let him lead me and trust him. And by letting God lead me, I was able to dig in myself, find out who I was, and, 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 and to give back service in life and to live my dream. And, and, and my dream was to be a singer. I, who knew? I, I never thought I was good enough to sing. I certainly didn't think I was good enough to do an impression of Jackie Wilson. That was the last thing. When I first heard Jackie's voice as a kid, I was like, wow, that guy can sing. Now, I thought I could copy Sam Cooke. I sound crazy, but I did. <laughs> when I, cause wow. Sam was singing with the Soul Stirrers, and I knew all those Soul Stirrers songs because my mom was gospel-based. So, but when I heard Jackie's voice, that's one voice I didn't. I was like, man, that that guy's got a voice out of this world. I never tried to emulate that voice. And then when I, I got into music business with Pete and all them, <laughs> Pete says, listen, uh, uh, I like the way your voice sounds, but I'm going to have you just sing back up and do harmonies. You're not going to get any lead tunes, which I was, oh, okay, I'm happy with that. And But I, I, as God built me up, I started to grow, and I wanted to sing lead. After I learned to sing lead, then I wanted to record my own music. After I recorded my own music, then I wanted to write my own music. After I started writing my own music, then I wanted the world to hear my music. After I got the world to hear my music, then I wanted to perform all over the world. So I kept growing, 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 and, and, my, my, and, and God was, was pulling out of me what I already had in me, and I didn't know I had it in me. And, and so to live as a performer is great. The, the few minutes that I'm on stage, but at the same time, I like doing what we're doing today and and discussing and talking life, how, how we can go to the next level in this life, not wait till we get to heaven. And, you know, I, I got to agree with uh, this guy that the, 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 the heaven bit could be a hustle if you don't watch it. Because you, you can say... Say that again? Say that life, again, Bobby? The heaven bit can be a hustle. And you know what I mean when I say a hustle. Some mm-hmm. it's a uh, a way to get you to 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 get over a good over. What I mean by that is, you can say, "Screw this life! I'm going to wait till I get to heaven." Ah. And and, and, that's and a you hustle. don't realize. Yes, go ahead. That's a hustle. You're missing the boat. <laughs> you can have heaven here on earth as well as in heaven, and 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 a lot of people because life is challenging and life is tough they say screw it i'm just waiting till i die and go to heaven okay. and i'm like wow they bought into the hustle uh, and basically that that's the that's the adversary stealing your life taking what you could have been away from you 
taking your 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 the reaches, taking you places. Here's a, here's a line by Jesus that Jesus said that most people don't listen to. If you follow me, you would do things greater than I. <laughs> this is not me making it up. This is I know. Not me. I, that, that, this is something right. I heard in the Bible when I was a kid, and I went, I remember questioning my mom. I said, wait a minute, stop. Jesus said what? And then she read the line again. Jesus said, if you follow me, you will do things greater than I. You will move mountains. You will do things greater than I. So, okay, Jesus raised the dead. He moved mountains. He, he got the uh, demons out of people. He, he raised himself from the dead. He resurrected and he saved all life. How the heck can I do things greater than Jesus? Well, he, he just said out of his mouth, you would do things greater than I if you follow me. I, I know the quote so well, and I, I quote it to other people. That is alarm that should go off. That should resonate in the world. People should listen to that line and listen and let it resonate in them. You would do things greater than I. And then you go, greater than Jesus? Greater than I. If you follow me. And I, that, that stuck with me my whole life because he, he goes further and said, your cup will run over. You, the, the blessings that would come in your life would be so full that you couldn't handle it. Meaning, you're missing out. <laughs> and, and right on. How many people, when they do get that success, blow it? Well, people, you know, you, people blow it because they don't have a grounding, and, and it's easy because we're human. I mean, you're in human form, so being in human form it's easy for temptations to come around and take it away from you, for, for, uh, for a manager to get in your ear or, or somebody to get in your ear. And, and I mean, how many of the great football players and, and, and athletes that blew all their money, you know, trying to get into other quick um, money schemes or, or somebody uh, led them down the wrong path? It, it, it's, it's not an easy path. You got to listen to, to God's voice. You got to keep asking for grace and knowledge and wisdom. You got to keep asking for him to keep his hands on you. Uh, you got to ask for protection because there's forces in this world that's working against you that you have no idea of. That you got forces in this world that wants you to fail, that wants you to die lonely, and wants you to die poor, and that wants you to die alone and sick. That there are forces in this world that are unseen that are working on you. And if without asking for protection, without asking for God's blessing, you are just mincemeat. You are target. But if you got some kind of God in your life and you got some kind of direction in your life where you can wipe away the world and, and tap into you and tap into the peace and the harmony that's inside of you and the gifts that God already gave you, and, 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 and then you can work those gifts and share them with the world, you're going to be, reach happiness that uh, that will overflow your cup, that will run you over, that you didn't know that you can reach. One thing I like about Bruno Mars is he he set a goal for himself. He wanted to go beyond the moon, beyond the stars. He said, I want to go to Mars. That's why he called himself Bruno Mars, because he constantly wow. reminds himself in his name, in his name, he's constantly reminding himself, I'm trying to get to Mars. I'm not trying to get to the to, I don't want to be 
just a singer. I don't want to be just a, a performer or a writer. I want to get I want to get as far as uh, out there as I can get. I want to achieve as much as I can achieve. I want to touch as many lives as I can touch. I want to get to Mars. And that's why he added, Bruno, he added Mars in your name. Uh, one of the good things I, I love about the Bible is, is when Saul was changed to Paul. When God, when God gets in your life, he does change your name so that you can be reminded of where you're going and what you're doing. Saul used to travel the world killing Christians till he was walking down the road of Damascus, and God intervened in his life, and his name was changed to Paul, and he became the great apostle Paul. A whole new life. Now, he was killing Christians, just like ISIS is doing. And God intervened, and he became Paul. And that's the same thing can happen in your life. You can have a dead-end life, not going anywhere, think that you have no good luck, think that nobody cares about you, think that you're lonely, and you tap into that God light, that God, that God sweetness, and you turn your whole life around and realize the world is an oyster and you could have been doing this all alone. You could have been <laughs> flying around the world. You, you could have been swimming, you know, in the Olympics. You realize I had this all along and I didn't know it, you know. And, and that's, that's, what, right. that's the epiphany I had on the stage, that I had it all along, but it wasn't that till, till I asked for it that, it, it, it was revealed to me that, remember it, on that fan tale of that ship, you asked, and you were sincere, and you believed that I would do it. And it happened. The God in me became the God in my world. You know, it's, uh, it's so great it. to hear you because you, t- you talk about the Bible, and at the, t- at the same time, you were open to Deepak Chopra. Uh, so you want to talk a little yeah. bit about that? It was... Uh, I was working on a cruise ship. <laughs> uh, okay, this is this is not going to sound good. I I I was uh, I went with my first wife with, to a psychic reading, right? And I was in the navy, and uh, she believed in psychics. I don't. And I went, and the psychic looked at her and said, "You're going to be taken care of. I need to read him." And she read my past, and she read my future. At the time I was in the navy, and she said, "You're going to be a big star. You're going to record records, and you're going to sing. You're going to be on TV and movies." <laughs> And I was like, this lady is out of her freaking mind, right? <laughs> but she told me, <laughs> but she told me, when you work on the big red boat, you're right on, you'll be right on path. And then, I, then she prayed for me. She said, do you mind if I pray for you? Because you're, you're going to go through a seven-year cycle of extremely bad luck. And I'm like, great. <laughs> you know? And she said, can I pray for you? <laughs> And, and I, I was like, okay, and she prayed for me, and I forgot about it, okay? I forgot about it. I did go through that seven years of bad luck, and then I became, you know, then I got hired, you know, the whole night yesterday. And, and, um, and, in the, and I was, I, this was after I left the love notes. I was on my own. I remember her saying, when you work on the big red boat. And so I was on this ship. Uh, I, was work, I was walking toward this ship, and I saw the big red boat. Couldn't believe that was the name of it. And and, and 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 so I'm working on this ship. Uh, what was the question you asked me? And I forgot where I was going. About the Deepak Chopra connection. Oh, so I'm working on this boat, and um, and I'm going to the library because um, I started reading, and I saw a book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, by Deepak Chopra. 
And uh, I saw this book, and I was like, okay, well, let me check it out. Because I have been studying the Bible. I also studied Buddhism, and I started going through all the spiritual um, beings of the world because I wanted to know more. And I was going through, at that time, I was going through that. And so I read The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, a great book, by the way. Uh, um, everyone should read it. And one of the, the, the key things that he brought me back was, uh, was one of the laws was about faith and trusting in the God in you. And I was like, wait a minute, this guy's basically talking about the Bible, but in his own way. And uh, it was one of the, I was on the ship. And I said, okay, I'm going to test this, this exercise he had. And the exercise was ask God for something impossible and, and watch God work. And I was like, he said, and he said, don't, don't, don't go for the big stuff. Start very, very small. He says, so he says, um, you want a certain sandwich, ask God for that sandwich because God is your genie. Most people don't know it. So I'm like, this guy's crazy. So I had to wash my clothes because I was on the ship. I was working as a singer-dancer, and I had to wash my clothes, and we pulled into the Boston Harbor. Now, when you pull into Boston Harbor for the cruise ships, there's nothing around for miles and miles and miles. And, um, and so I, I, I was asking around, hey, guys, where do we wash our clothes? Where do we go to where's the laundromat? But nobody knew. They said, just take your clothes and go into town. And then that's how I heard the voice inside me said, ask God where the laundromat is. And I went, okay, God. And I did it just like this. Okay, God, I want to go to the laundromat. Then I heard the voice that would then patch your clothes. And this was like at noon. I just got up at noon. And I said, okay. So I packed my clothes. I put it in the backpack. I put it on my back. And the guys on the ship looking at me, where are you going? I said, I'm going to wash my clothes. They started laughing. They said, there's no laundromat in this port. You got to wait till we get to Brunswick, uh, New Brunswick, which was up in Canada. I said, I, I said, well, okay, well, if it's not, it's not, but I, I, I ignored them. I walked off the ship. Then you have to walk to the, you have to walk to the bus stop, which is about a mile and a half walk from the ship to the bus stop. So I'm, I'm thinking to myself, Bob, you're crazy. So I walked to the bus stop, and then I said, okay, God, where's the laundromat? Because now you're at a bus stop in the middle of nowhere. Imagine a highway, and all you see is weeds and one bus stop, and you. <laughs> That's where I was. <laughs> so I said, okay, God. I'm at the bus stop. Where's, where's the uh, laundromat? And then the voice inside of me says, look across the street. There's a hot dog stand. Go over there talk to that guy. Now, this hot dog stand, I've been in this port a million times. This hot dog stand was never there before, never there. So I said, well, I'm not hungry. I already ate. Go to the hot dog stand. I'm not hungry. I already ate. Go to the hot dog stand. I said, okay, I'll go to the hot dog stand. Maybe I want a soda. I go to the hot dog stand, and the guy is there. He's a jovial guy. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? I said, how you doing? He said, what are you doing? Where are you from? I said, I'm from Hawaii. Oh, that's great. And I said, um, I'll I, I have a soda. Great, great. You don't want a hot dog? I'll make the best hot dog. I said, you know, I've been here a million times. I've never seen you here. He goes, oh, I just go to different spots throughout the city. I said, oh, okay, great. He says, what are you doing? Were you, you going to go down and check out the uh, Boston uh, tourist spot? I said, no, I'm looking for a laundromat. He says, if you walk in this direction, go north for about a half a mile and turn to the right, there's a street there, there's a city there, and the laundromat is just two blocks away. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Now, the direction he told me to go was a direction where there was nothing. There was just more weed and more highway. He says, you can't see the street. 
He said, you cannot see the street from here, but if you go about a half a mile this way and turn right, there's a small neighborhood, a city. A city. It's just a half a mile or just walk that way to the right, and the laundromat is the third building on the right. So I took my little soda, and I went, I don't believe this. And I went and walked north for a half a mile, and then appeared. the street appeared. As soon as I turned right on this street, it was a whole neighborhood with stores, uh, gas stations, uh, uh, shopping center. I mean, you couldn't see it from where we were. And, and, and I, I, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And then I, I walked down the street, and the third building on the right was a laundromat, a corn laundromat. And I did my clothes in disbelief, in total disbelief. That was the first time I tested God. And then, and, and then the voice in my head says, do you believe me now? You know, oh, you, you, I can't tell you the joy <laughs> that I'm feeling story. right now. <laughs> and this that's is, when I these started are, you know, I, I, well, I have, not the Bible. That's right. Not, no, listen. That's right. Not, I, you know, I, I read the book, but I don't, you know, at that point, I was too much into, it was me, it was me, it was me. I was doing, I was having a good run. Don't, you know, I was heavy into the law of attraction. I was on a great run. I, I was invincible. <laughs> and then I undertook a, a business. Yeah, I took a business and, and and had a, such a string of good luck in the beginning that I, I just went all the way. And uh, I mean all the way because I did trust. Uh, not not as mm-hmm. much as I trust now, but I lost everything. And I had to learn I, I knew there was a reason because it went as easily as it came. You know how it starts to come so easy, and you know how easy oh, it yeah. went for you. It goes well. Right. It's gonna go. It's gonna go, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I learned that I had learned all these great spiritual lessons, but I something my voice, my voice told me, no, no, you got to go deeper. You got to go deeper. Oh. And I started reading deeper and deeper and deeper, and I learned that from the uh, Course in Miracles, I read two things that I think are extremely important to everybody. Is number one, there's only two choices in life, and that's love or fear. And number, mm-hmm. the most important, the only problem, the only problem, always the only only problem, is separation from your source, which is God, or however you want to call God. Separation from that thing inside you, and that's when you get into trouble. And then uh, right. the next thing I had to learn was I had to let go, and most importantly, I had to learn to trust. And right. trust is different than faith. I tell people, you see, a lot of people say I have faith in God, or and the analogy I use, I can have faith that the little gal around the corner is a great babysitter. I see her with kids. And everything else. And I can have faith that she is indeed a great babysitter. But until I hand over my kid, now we have gone into faith and trust. I have to give up something. I have to surrender my kid. And now we have a contract. And the same thing with God. You're saying, you surrender. You give up. You say, okay, I'm not driving the bus. I'm listening. I'm everything else. And you're the engine. Right. 
and I can I can put my I can plug in my desires and my wants, but deep down, Bobby, what you're saying, those desires and wants were seeds already planted in you. You were just asking for what you right. came here to do. Right. You know, this is just uh, just uh, anybody. I I, I have I, I have to say this that we you know we had done some podcasts. Rudy and I have. This has been such a wonderful year for Rudy and me, and 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 these shows keep getting bigger and better. And this one, there is no show I have to tell you that I will promote and push to the people that need to hear this than these beautiful truths that you have turned today. I mean, we've talked to Rudy, Wayne Cochran, right? Uh, great, I mean, phenomenal entertainer. And what did he do? He became a preacher. <laughs> Al Green became a preacher. Uh, so many of the pimps that were at the Sugar Shack became preachers. It seems like it's the next step because you do learn these secrets. You learn how to go to Mars. I mean, and, and Bruno may not be far off because I think Elon Musk is going to put him on a, <laughs> a rocket and take him there. And uh, right, right. You know, so 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 uplifting um, these things. And, and talk talk just a little bit about the the hip that you have going on in England right now. What's the name of it again? Uh, I can't love you anymore. It's a single off my CD uh, that we recorded um, a couple years ago on on my current CD. It's about time. And um, we, uh, I guess uh, the people in England had heard about uh, Jackie's kid, uh, had a CD out, and they reached out to my record label, and they struck a deal, and we started releasing singles on the radio in England last month, uh, June, and it just it just blew up. Um, I was I thought they were going to release one of the covers I did of Jackie. I did like six covers. I did um, call my name. Um, um, I did uh, Lonely Teardrops to Be Loved. Um, I did uh, um, Higher and Higher, and and uh, it only happens. And I just thought they would release one of those, you know, to introduce me to England. But instead, they released an original, and people just went—they just went crazy. I've been on interviews now for going on sixty days straight, almost every day. I'm doing an interview with the BBC, and one day, I think I did five different interviews in the same day. Um, and they're, they're, and they're creating my tour for May of next year now. Just got the word, and then I'm going to be going on tour in England, uh, in the UK, uh, starting uh, in May. So I'm I'm excited. I mean, God, God you know what I'm me. laughing about? Here you are singing to the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're singing to the ocean, and now you're going on the tour around the world. Right, right. <laughs> the faith of a mustard seed, my friend. The faith of a mustard seed. Exactly. You know, and that that's right. If that mustard seed turns into that big old tree, it ain't just that little seed connecting with the dirt. <laughs> There's an energy source inside that tree, seed to make it that big old tree. Right, right. Um God bless you. I mean, this is, hey, Rudy, you're hearing this about, uh, you know, we found out by, I feel I've learned so much by doing these podcasts, that England is still a big, they love soul music, old school soul music over there. Yes, they do. Are you kidding me? It is one of the biggest in uh, the Netherlands and uh, Sweden and Denmark and Finland. 
all big soul souls uh, people there. They love soul. Hey, you know, I'm telling you, you know, the Netherlands, the Netherlands. Yeah, go ahead. they go, they go over like uh, it's unbelievable. So um, go, um, go ahead, Bert, Bobby. You were going to say something. Solomon Burke had a concert. I had a big concert over in the Netherlands a couple of years ago, and he, and he got sick and, and um, actually passed away trying to get there. Who who is this? Who was it? And um, Solomon Burke. Oh okay. Oh yeah oh, yeah yeah. Remember yeah. Solomon? Oh yeah. Oh, my God. Well, he, uh, he, 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 the Stones, Big uh, Jagger played tribute to him on the Grammys a couple of years ago. Everybody needs yeah, somebody to he, love. He was flying. Solomon yeah, Burke. He was flying Burke, over to. What's that? Go ahead, Rudy. Solomon Burke worked the shack. Well, I, I got to yep. turn you on to his son, Gemini, that lives here in Vegas. Oh, yeah, my God, that would be fantastic. Yeah, that Solomon Burke. Yeah, hey, I got another go ahead, question Rudy. for you. Uh, uh, Rudy, no, go ahead. Roy Hamilton, I, did the, he play that? I just want to make a point that Solomon worked the sugar shack. Yes, yeah, and that's, uh, that's very cool. Who? Go ahead. And he said that his son lives in Vegas, Rudy. Oh, no kidding! Well, uh, hook us up. We'd like to talk to him and say hello. Yeah, I, I will, man. He looks just like his dad. He's big, just like his father was. Um, and uh, what? I got a question for you, Rudy. Did Roy Hamilton play there? Roy Hamilton. Uh, I don't think so. Don't ring the bell. Okay, okay. Because his son is uh, here in Vegas, too. I was just wondering if he played the Sugar Shack. What about Joe Tex? Yeah. He had son? A, I thought you were friendly with him. Oh, yeah, I talk to Joe, I talk, I talk to Joe Tex Jr. all the time, man. Now, he lives in Oh, my God, we got to have... Though. He lives in Texas. We, we got to get you guys all on the show together yeah. and uh, do a little renaissance here. Um, uh, Bobby, I, 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 Bobby, I, I, <laughs> I am, I, I have studied spirituality my whole life. Um, you know, I had my come to, to, to death experience at the age of 13. Um, I had osteosarcoma, which is a cancer yeah. that, killed in those days if 100 kids got it 95 died and i'm still around and kicking and i know there's a reason oh that God. i'm kicking it yeah it's a reason to be here and have this conversation with you and at 13 uh, a surgeon told me when i asked him what i could do i wanted to ride my bike i just got a new bike i grew up in the inner city in roxbury which was predominantly a black neighborhood and no, nobody got a new bike and I think my parents knew what was coming and they sacrificed to give me a month on that new bike and I asked the doctor if I'd ever be able to ride and he told me impossible and uh, two wow. months later I drove drove that bicycle into his office and I had no like you I had no frame of reference that that was possible and one day I got right. on the bike and everybody everybody had before they would pull me off the bike and I'd feel okay because I didn't have to I didn't have to prove it I I would give this excuse well they took me off the bike cuz I was afraid and then one day I took the bike and nobody showed up and it was just me 
and that little voice said, ride the bike. <laughs> and I was like, who, who, who what? <laughs> ride the bike. And I kicked off, and uh, I had my balance, which they said I wouldn't have, that I'd fall on the opposite side because I lost my leg at the hip, that I'd just fall onto the street and kill myself. And once I found out I had balance, I just pushed, picked up the pedal and pushed and pushed, and I was off. And that was the turning point of my life that when somebody says impossible to you, they're lying. Right. When they tell you that you can't do something, they're lying to you because they don't know what you are capable of, you see. Right. And um, this is so important for for us, this, this conversation, because... Without a doubt, this the Sugar Shack documentary is a miracle. It's an absolute miracle. I've been desiring to do this for 40 years, had no idea how to do it, met an individual at the um, Apple training who we talked about it for two years and had no direction, none. We had no right. idea how we right. would contact it. Now we even know in Rudy how difficult it is to find the groups. We didn't know how to do the research. And then one day, Billy and I connected. I, I, one of my friends called me up. My black friend says, hey, when are you going to do a show, a podcast about the Sugar Shack? I said, I, I don't know. He says, I got a guy. And again, we'll go back to these are not accidents. <laughs> and then I said, okay. Right. So I, I used my training at Apple. I did a little poster like I did for you today. I put a poster up on the Internet on Facebook and um, to promote oh, the show. Wow. And then I was looking for a place to put it, and I said, gee, I wonder if there's a page on Facebook, Sugar Shack. Sure enough, bang, all the dots connect, <laughs> and there's Rudy Garino still alive right. in Vegas, and it's been a year of these right. amazing things. And, you know, every once in a while, you say, as you said, we get human, and we start to question, we start to doubt, and we think right. that, Somehow we move away from our gut and away from our heart. We move down and we move up into our head, and that's when we get in trouble. And that's where all the doubts and all of the negativity happens. And we think that we've got to do something more to push this along or something more to make it happen. And it's important for my partners in this to understand that that's when I say, relax. (laughs) It's not in our hands. Right. (laughs) This is going to happen when it's going to happen because it began totally out of our hands. And so when something as beautiful as this, here's Rudy and I talking. I used to see Rudy in the club all the time. I was always just saw that he was busy. I never, he was kind of a, uh, uh, he had a, such a, a, uh, Rudy, you have such a presence to you. I was kind of afraid to, to approach you. I didn't know how to do that. And then, here, 50 years go by, and Rudy and I talk every week, and and so many times I say, boy, you know, you know, I have a lot of things to do this week. I don't know if we should do a podcast. And then these amazing, amazing shows come out of nowhere. People we haven't heard from years, and here's Lovelace calling in today. We've been looking for him last year, last week. Woody from the uh, Nine Lords, that was the house band, he called in. So we're having these podcast acting wow. like it, 50 years has not passed 50 years has not passed right Rudy <laughs> I mean it's happening now you know he's yeah, Rudy but... and I the sugar shack is alive even though it, that building is still there and that club is not but the sugar shack is alive every day for us right Rudy oh, true. Right on, man. it's true and uh, the memories uh, 
keep going. And uh, with all the trouble in the world today, they need to take a lesson from the sugar shack where everybody got along for 10 years. White, black, all kinds of... Well, you know, that just gave me the chills. And I'll tell you why. See, Bobby, I want to get you, you... Your message is so powerful today. And coming from you... Coming from, that is the message. One of the messages that, see, this is not just a, a, a chronology of what happened there in 10 years in terms of the groups and the pimps and the hookers and the pushers and the gangsters. And, and, and all of that makes for a fascinating story. But we, our point is that the reason that the sugar shack, the real essence of the sugar shack is harmony. Harmony in the music right. and harmony in the club. In that club, there was right. never any racism. There was never, even though race riots were happening on the streets, busing, uh, race riots in Roxbury, inside the Sugar Shack. To me, the Sugar Shack is, was a temple in many ways because there was love there. Mm. And every artist talks every time. we. Poor Rudy, he doesn't want the Sugar Shack to be about him, but it has to be about him because every artist talks about the love that they have for Rudy Garino because Rudy had love in that place. And so our message is exactly the kind of message that you just gave us on this past hour and a half or so. And I want, I really want to do a a beautiful interview with you. I know you're coming to Boston tomorrow. I live, I live maybe five minutes from where that ship will land tomorrow uh, and leave because it's from the Black Falcon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm five minutes from there. So I don't know when we can oh, get wow. together to film you. Do you come back to Boston after on the cruise and then fly out from here? I have a one night in Boston on uh, September 11th. Um, we're doing a show okay. called Sons of Soul. It's myself, uh, David Ruffin, Jr., and, um, hey, and Lou Ruffin, Jr. Did you say David Ruffin, Jr.? Yeah. Yeah. Is this David Ruffin's kid the the Temptations? There's the Temptations kid, yeah. He's gonna he he and I gotta, and uh, Lou Rawls Jr. I wanna yeah. say hello to him. Hook us up with him because I was a great friend of his dad's too. I will I will get the number and get him online for you. I have no problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh I'll get him so, I'll call so, him. So so Bobby I'm sorry, Rudy. So, Bobby, so is that a good day for you? To September 11th, we could come to wherever you are and come in with a, a camera yeah, yeah, crew and, and film you. Yeah, yeah it's uh, they advertising it already. It's a theater in the round um, in Beverly. You know, where Beverly is. Oh yeah, the North Shore Music Circus. We'll come up there and film you. That's where we're gonna be. Uh, oh September my God! Oh my God! Is that's fantastic. Let me, let me let me check and make sure. I think it's September 11th, because um, um, I I know it's in September. Yep, it's September September 11th. Uh, Excellent. Boston, uh, we got that show. So no, okay, I, I so this week would be this week would be this week would be too. I mean, tomorrow would be too hurried, right? To do it right. Oh yeah, tomorrow yeah, because I I don't get there till I fly out tomorrow night. And I don't get there till Saturday morning. I get you. I get but, you. But but um, 
Yeah, so and then I joined the ship on Saturday afternoon around one o'clock and then we're gone at four. <laughs> oh, okay. I do now does the ship return to Boston or do you No, no, no. I get off the ship in Quebec. But ah, okay, um, okay, I get you. But I I'm in Boston all the time. So let's ex- just exchange numbers, you know. And and, yeah. and, and, and well, I got your number now, so I'll I'll text you. I can text you yeah. my number, and we can always connect through right. Susanna. Uh, but you, uh, right, Susanna. we are gonna we're gonna make Jackie and you immortal on this film. We want you. Okay. You have so much to say. I mean, with what's going on today, it's it's a it's a horror show out there. It's so I'm so upset by it. There right. are things that I do let. And, 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 you know, I can't help but see them. And it's like after 50 years, come on, are we still doing this, folks? Are we still so angry with each other? We've we yeah. got to have a new message. And the Sugar Shack, this documentary is about that message. It's, look, folks, we've got to find harmony. You know, we've got to find right. a way of connecting. And music is one of, that's what the blessing of what you do and the other artists. I mean, music just cuts all of that out. And that's what Rudy did every yeah. night. Seven nights a week, two shows a night. He, I told Rudy, everybody was out buying boomboxes on those day, and Rudy <laughs> had the best boombox in the world. He had a club with live music every night. Went to the greatest soul music ever. You know, Gladys Knight and Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder and Jackie Wilson and, um, you know, James Brown. Uh, uh, this is a story that is so powerful and your story combined with that. I want you to look in that camera and say bits and pieces of what you just said today for people to know that there is an enemy out there and it's yeah. not just an enemy that you can see. It's an enemy. That's an no. invisible enemy that wants yeah, you yeah. to be miserable. Right. Hey, Bobby, I don't yeah. interrupt. Bobby, do you have a line on Stevie Wonder? No, I wish I did, but I I do know a couple of people that know him, that I I could try to get get a, get get in touch with him for you. Yeah, good. Yeah, we my, that, we my really daughter, need that. My daughter yeah, is I, born I know, up. I, I used I was very close to one of his attorneys for a long time. Uh, I'm a big, I, I'll go through my phone and see if I still have her number. She's a she's an attorney out of uh, Philadelphia. She had me do a couple commercials for Stevie on Stevie's behalf a long time ago. Um, I, I, uh, one of my jobs was I did a tribute to Stevie Wonder. So uh, oh, when, I, when, I meet, when I meet you guys, I show you my picture in, my, in the video because I, I can look and sound like him. And um, uh, I did a commercial for Stevie in Japan. Um, he had a song called Fire, Fire that was big in Japan only. Uh, it, was a gold, uh, it was a platinum record in Japan but never was released in the United States. And they made a, a coffee commercial out of it. And they, I had to fly to Japan and do the coffee commercial because Stevie just didn't have time to do it. And so his attorney <laughs> hired, me. yeah, his attorney hired me and flew me out there, man. It was it was, it was fantastic. It, it became my promo video for Stevie shows for a long time. I did Stevie shows for almost seven years, just Stevie oh. Wonder shows. Yeah. No, the reason why we're trying to get a, we're trying to get a hold of them because Susanna is going up to Lake Tahoe in September. He's doing uh-huh. a concert there. And we were trying oh, to hook okay. her up with somebody that uh, she'd like to go in and say hello to him backstage and all that. Okay, well, 
I got a, I, um, he's got a, a, a writer that he works with, a guy by the name of Renard Minor. Renard wrote the song, Your Love Is Lifting Me Higher. And he's blind. He lives in Chicago. So I get through, I get in touch with Stevie through Renard. I'll give Renard a call and, um, and see, what, see what we can work out. But oh, my God, that would be so great, Bobby. September, but listen, hopefully September the 25th I might see him because I'm doing a, a benefit for Motown uh, in, uh, in Hollywood on September the 25th, and I think Stevie might be there. Well, no, the, uh, know, well, all right, that's well and good, but I think he's there Labor Day weekend, which is uh, September the 3rd. That's the 3rd. He's going to be where, in Reno? No, in uh, Same place. Okay. Um, uh, let me let me do some calls, make some phone calls for you, okay? All right. So uh, we'll wrap it up, Tom, and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will, Bobby. I am blown away, baby. I mean, you, 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 I, I don't know. I don't. I'm speechless. I just we received a blessing today. Um, your words. I mean, just watching you on stage is Jackie Wilson. You're right, Jack. I got. I, I wanted to say this. I, I got to find a clip someday when we have you back again. I hope you can be a regular from time to time when you. The world isn't all over you right now with all of these interviews. But one of the f- favorite things I did, I forget which uh, documentary it was, the um, biography of Elvis. And um, mm-hmm. they actually played a clip. I, I'm trying to find it. I wish I didn't have time today to find it, but I want to get it because it is Elvis talking about Jackie Wilson. And he didn't know your father's clip. name at the time. Do you, have you heard it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I used isn't that, that clip f- in my show. Isn't that just hey, fabulous? Tom. Yeah. Tom, yeah, be, go ahead, Rudy. Tom, I don't mean to interrupt. Before we end the show, you know what I want to hear. Not you want to hear a sugar shack. Oh, look, higher. Oh, Which one do you want to hear? We want to hear Jackie. <laughs> Doing higher. Yeah, the show. Okay, let's let's Jackie. let's do the it. One of let's Wilson. do it. Let's do it right now. Let's get. Let's do All it. Right, um, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Jackie Wilson, higher. Let's 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 do it. Hang on. Okay, we're gonna we'll 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 come back and say goodbye. Okay. You can sing along, Bobby. Come on, sing with it.
Bobby, yeah. you could say that <laughs> we could paraphrase that, that one after today's God's love is lifting me higher and higher. Yes. Hey, hey, Tom, um, for future, that, that's not Jackie that you played. I, that's somebody who did a cover. Get out of here. Yeah, that wasn't Jackie. That, no, not at all. That's amazing. Yeah, not at all. That's man. amazing. <laughs> yeah, somebody. That's crazy. I'll have to go get the original then. He, boy, yeah, yeah, did that's he. Not uh, that's amazing. Who what? Do you know who it was? No, but uh, he tried. <laughs> he tried. Well, he tried. I gotta go find the original then. That was on YouTube, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, somebody's posing it. Yeah, somebody's posing at him, but. Um, uh, there's certain lines that Je- my father does that is very distinct, and this guy sounds like he's a white guy that was doing it. It sounds like a white guy. Really? It wasn't that's Jackson. amazing. Yeah, well, we'll go find dad. the original. I guess I'll have to go yeah. to iTunes and download the original. Um, yeah. Do you feel your father's spirit, do you think, sometimes in, uh, in All you? All the time. All the time. Yeah. Reg- yeah. And, and my, and my, and my fiancé, she says she believes he takes over. Uh, when I perform. Oh, nice. Because, yeah. Because some... Go ahead, Rudy. He's not my father, but I feel his spirit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure uh, I'll bet you I'm do. Every time the song is played, I feel his spirit on my shoulder, leaning on me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really, Rudy? Seriously? Well, the pic- the picture wow, I took with him and I, he's leaning on my shoulder. Wow. Okay, wrap up. Bobby, God bless you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, we have to stay yeah. in touch. Let's shoot for the for the eleventh in here in in in, in uh, Boston, up at the North in Shore Boston, Music yeah. Theater. We'll come in and we we'll get a nice interview with you. And uh, I'm sure this is at the beginning of a fabulous relationship. Oh, I'm Who's on the show? Thank you very much. Who's on the uh, show uh, with you? Uh, me. And, uh, David. David, David Go ahead. Jr. and Lou Rawls Jr. Oh, my God. Yeah, David, David Ruffin, Ruffin Jr. Jr. and Lou Rawls Jr. Yeah, it's called wow. Sons of Soul. Unbelievable. Wow. God bless yeah, you guys. Rudy, you got to come back for it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, right, thank you so you. much. Have a great cruise. Congratulations on the new hit in England. Um, and what a fabulous, fabulous me. message. Yeah thank, thank you for, yeah, thank you for having me on the interview. I really appreciate oh it. Oh, my God. You blessed us. Yourself. You blessed us. Was a, was a, was a, the, there wasn't a better show ever. There was not a better show ever. Thank you. That was awesome. For real. Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go, Rudy. Hey, we'll see you all next week. Thank you. Okay, next week.
some trash You can understand why I've got to get back up to that Sugar shack